You're listening to the Bear in Mind podcast, episode number 27. A podcast uncovering identity, color, and love. Where driving yourself crazy is totally sane and curable. Now your host, T. Bias. Nobody ever really wants to talk about anger. Did you ever notice that? We kind of yell, name call each other sometimes. And we never really talk about anger in this kind of calm, cool, collected voice. But today is our chance to kind of talk about anger in kind of more of a calm way. And more importantly, talk about mishandling anger. And by this, I mean, what is your relationship with anger? Is it a healthy one? And are you able to handle anger very well? So I'm actually going to talk through what is anger? And then I'm going to go through this construct from several different places. I put together this kind of construct and a way to look at anger and how we use anger in an unhealthy way. And this is kind of a guide to check if you are mishandling anger. So first up, what is anger? And the first time I learned about anger was from reading about it from Harriet Lerner, and she is by far probably the expert when it comes to anger, and in particular anger in women, but her studies are just as relevant to men. And I'm going to kind of just summarize what she says about anger, but anger is an emotion that isn't good or bad, And it exists in all of us because it's the emotion that actually tells us the most about ourselves. It tells us our values, our desires, our needs, and our wants. When we're able to hone in to anger and understand it, we'll be able to see what our values and our desires are. And then what it actually does is it's actually a tool to help us change. Now, here's the caveat. It's a tool to help us change, you and me. It's not a tool for the other person to change. And that is probably where anger probably gets misused a lot is it can tell you something. But oftentimes we use the tool in an effort to try to change somebody else. So to sum it up, it's basically a signal to the body. Any emotion is basically a signal, but this signal will tell you the most about yourself. And then it's a tool in which to use to generate action from. And this signal and tool often gets mishandled. And that's because most of us are not taught about emotions and what it means and their value to us in the human experience. And so then in adulthood, we're often kind of at the effect of anger, meaning we get to a point where maybe we're not handling it well enough or we're dealing with somebody that doesn't handle it well enough. And it gets difficult to see actually what's happening with anger. So I have this construct that I sort of put together from different places. So from reading Harriet Lerner's books to an acronym that Alcoholics Anonymous uses, it's called JADE, and I'll explain what that means. And 
also from different other readings about emotions. So I've kind of put together this construct. So jade is, it stands for justify, argue, defend, and explain. And I'm also going to add an S at the end of that. So it's jades, a plural, and the S stands for silence. And all this information I will have in the show notes. And so I'm going to go through jade and, and what it all means. And this is kind of the criteria I kind of use to help me see how I was mishandling anger in my own life. So J, the first one, justify your actions. Now, an example of this is when you've done something especially in a relationship, and someone else is angry with you. When they're upset with you, and this, an example of this is you set a boundary and you take some sort of action and the other person doesn't like it and they're upset with you and so you justify your action to them in an effort to not have them be angry at you. So you're mishandling anger, meaning you're trying to in a subtle way, control someone being upset with you. The second part, A, is arguing your position. And arguing your position means that you're coming from a position where you are all-knowing or you know better. And the actual behavior comes across as blaming, meaning you know who's at fault, you know whose responsibility is, who that's coming from a position of knowing better. The other way is coming is from judging. You know why somebody behaved a certain way. You know their intentions. You know what they were thinking. And a more subtle way that we argue our position is by giving unsolicited feedback, unsolicited advice. We're constantly coming from a place so we know the solution for somebody, even though the other person doesn't even have a problem or there doesn't seem to be a problem to the other person. So we come from this place of we actually know the problem of the other person and then we also know the solution. So we therefore are giving advice constantly. And this kind of arguing your position is what I like to call that you're on the offense. You're sort of launching an attack against somebody by blaming them or even offering them a solution like they have a problem in an effort to get emotional reaction out of somebody else. And that's how sometimes anger can be misused is that the actual person that is quote-unquote launching an attack against somebody is actually trying to get some sort of emotional reaction out of the other person that they're you know yelling at or they're blaming. So it's kind of the offensive side of an attack. And then that brings me to D, defending yourself. So this would be the defense of an attack, of what you perceive as an attack. So somebody is yelling at you or name-calling you. Uh, It could be a racial slur or something like that. And you feel attacked and you quickly want to actually defend yourself against the attack, against being blamed So A, argue your position, and D, defending yourself actually run hand in hand. So you can either at some point be on the offense or then on the defense. 
And the E is explaining why you're right. And this is slightly similar to justify your action, but it's more trying to seek approval. So uh, I have a great example. This just happened. So somebody called me up to change an appointment. So we had an appointment at a certain time. And she asked me, well, I'm going to be changing this appointment And she went on into a big, long, long explanation. And I had already said, okay, it's no problem. But she continued to explain and explain. And a lot of times we tend to do this because we're, one, seeking approval for whatever action we want to take or decision we've made. Or two, we're trying to avoid somebody's anger. And we can even do this. It can be really subtle that we launch into just a big explanation of why we're late because we don't want somebody to be angry with us. So we don't know if they're going to be angry with us, but we definitely want to avoid anyone being upset with us. So instead of just kind of giving like a one-sentence explanation of something, we tend to go into a really long story. And that brings us to the last part, which I've added. It's not actually in the Alcoholics Anonymous acronym. It's the S. It's silence. So a lot of times we're silent because we feel angry and we're communicating it in a way for it could be. There's so many reasons why we go silent. One, we we don't know what the anger is sometimes and and things like that. But oftentimes it's a way that we communicate anger in relationships in a nonverbal way. Um, we are silent. We pull away from the conversation. We stop talking to the person or responding to them, responding to their emails or something like that, because it's a way to communicate anger without actually taking the ownership and responsibility of anger. And I know for me, this is uh, something that I've done is I, I have used silence when I've actually felt angry and I didn't actually know what the anger was telling me, but I've used it in relationships where I've been silent. And so I kind of added it to to the acronym. So it's JADES. So what JADES actually does is it tells us our relationship with anger. And if you can see patterns in yourself in any of these, um, in any part of the acronym, it's actually we're not very comfortable with anger. We're not comfortable with somebody feeling anger towards us. We're not comfortable with feeling anger in ourselves. So it comes out in ways like uh, yelling or trying to fix a problem that's not even there. Or we go silent. And when we have a healthy relationship with anger, meaning we understand it, we allow ourselves to feel it, and we extract all the information we can from having this emotion, you cease to actually behave in some of these patterns. You'll actually, if you want to yell less, you'll yell less. If you want to, you know, name call people um, less, you'll want to do that less. If you want to stop explaining yourself all the time, um, you'll be able to do that once you kind of really understand the message of anger and understand the message that is actually telling you about yourself. So I'm going to wrap it up here. And in the next episode, I'm going to continue our calm discussion about anger by discussing kind of the falsehoods we have about anger and and the false belief systems that we're taught in society and then how we can effectively use 
the tool of anger in our lives. I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.